and welcome to another bonus episode of the Hiring Enablement Podcast. Today, we're joined by Solutions Driven's very own CEO, Gavin Spears. Gavin, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks, Claire. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you. So, Gavin, I have asked you to come on the newly named Hiring Enablement Podcast. We'll get to that later. Um, today, because we have a very important uh, announcement to make. I will let you do the honours. Thank you, Claire. Um, so, first of all, delighted to, to be part of today's podcast. Um, we have probably spent the last 15 months thinking about various things on how do we reposition solutions driven. And we've spent the last maybe three or four months really focusing on, you know, what do we do to, to launch what we're about to launch today. And I'm delighted to share that um, really today's podcast is launching our, our strategy that supports hiring organisations moving forward that we're calling hiring enablement. And um, I'd like to, through this podcast, just tell you more about not only what it is, but why we created what we've, we've created. I think in simple terms, we, we're seeing that hiring enablement is almost a, revo a revolutionary recruitment approach that delivers 97% right first time for hires for our clients. And, and it's a strategy that we've developed that our team will then use to deliver more effective and efficient recruitment processes and outcomes for our clients, as well as at the same time providing the hiring teams that we work with the right resources, the right tools, the right technology, the right playbooks and insights that they also feel that they are continually improving uh, through their, their hiring process as well. Fabulous, efficient and um, effective hiring. I think that's what everyone's looking for. So this is um, very exciting. Can you <laughs> Tell me a bit about the background of how you came to the idea of hiring enablement. Yeah, no, no issue at all. I mean, I think there's been a few strands to the to the thinking on on this one. Mm -hmm. I am I'm known internally for spending too much time and money buying random domain names, and I think it was in January uh, 2022 where internally we we bought more random domain names. And sometimes the ideas are good, and sometimes they're horrendous. And I'm glad to say. 15 months ago, you know, we thought there was something in hiring enablement and obviously decided to, to use that as an idea. I think behind that, though, I mean, we, we spend a lot of time talking to our clients on mm -hmm. two fronts, looking at what their problems are, but also why do they buy from companies like Solutions Driven? And, you know, we can get into the micro level where, you know, organisations will say, I've got a capacity issue or I've got a technology gap or I can't find talent in location X. But we then started to analyse that and, and look at, you know, at a higher level, what are the challenges that organisations are, are facing? And we came up with what we call three global hiring challenges. And we've looked at those three. And, you know, I, I do believe that many organisations, even if they don't realise that they have the problem, but many organisations do suffer from, at times, one or two or even three of, of these challenges. So I'll talk about those three first and then I'll also talk a little bit about why then hiring enablement as a, a philosophy and a strategy made sense for, for solutions driven. Right. So the first one, and again, you know, we don't want to be cheeky to anyone, right? So there's some cheeky words in here, but the, the first one we talk about is hiring insanity. And, and what that means for me is, in simple terms, when organisations are using the same hiring process that they've been using for many years and hoping and expecting for different results. And, and we can see that hiring as a function has changed so much over the last three, four years. Absolutely. You know, not only candidates have different expectations, 
hiring managers have increasing expectations, you know, the, the way that we attract talent, et cetera, et cetera, is different. Yet at the same time, we can see many organizations still using the same job descriptions, still posting the same ads, mm -hmm. still asking the same questions, you know, still not understanding why they're losing talent to other competitors. And without being cheeky, if you take a step back, that is a bit of hiring insanity, right? That is people, you know, continually doing the same thing, hoping for, hoping for different results. And it's funny, when we've tested this with clients over the last three, four months, there's a few clients that have said, oh, hiring insanity. And then they kind of laugh and say, well, actually, you're probably right. You know, we, if we look internally, there are many things that we're doing that's just the same as we've always done. And in actual fact, we do need to look at, you know, different, different views. So that's the first one, hiring insanity. Yeah. The second one is, is um, hiring, what we're calling hiring execution. So really in simple terms, that is, can the organization always hire the talent they want when they want it? And, and the answer at many, many times is no, you know, and, and that's where sometimes organizations like ourselves do step in, but if they could hire whenever they wanted with the talent they want, then, you know, the world would be a lot easier place. But the reality is that's why then organizations fall behind their hiring plans, fall behind their growth plans, because it is difficult to get talent, the right talent, you know, when they, when they need it. So that's the second problem that we believe, you know, is a, is a global issue for, for many organizations. And then the last one, again, probably a little bit cheeky, and it's not meaning to be cheeky, is, is what we're calling hiring inequality. Now, we can see over the last two, three years in particular, so many organizations, thankfully, and, and do, are doing the right thing in thinking, how do we become more diverse? How do we hire more diverse talent? I think also, you know, as we move forward, diverse talent isn't just gender or ethnicity, but it's also then looking at, you know, Gen Z talent in the organization in future. Yeah. And as much as many companies are, and there's some great examples out there, right? So, I mean, there are some super organizations who are doing way better things than we do from a diverse talent point of view. But there are a lot of organizations who want to do the right thing in terms of hiring more diverse talent, but actually struggle to bake that into the process, struggle to absolutely remove bias from the process, struggle to make sure that hiring managers understand how to engage diverse talent in the current environment. And, and for us, I mean, we've been, you know, thankful to have in the last two years, our own chief diversity officer, mm -hmm. who has also supported us on that journey. But we think that companies still need help, really, really, not only selecting and sourcing, but engaging diverse talent. So inequality, again, a little bit cheeky, but really it's about making sure that we try and help our clients feel that they can really embrace um, all, you know, all types of talent into their into their hiring process. And it's interesting. Sorry, Claire. I was just going to say it's interesting because a lot of a lot of people just don't know where to start with diversity and equality and inequality in their organisations. So that really Absolutely. speaks to that problem. And I think, as I said at the start, when we really started to analyse, you know, why do customers buy from us? What are their real problems? Mm -hmm. We really do believe the majority of problems fall into one of those three categories. So the hiring insanity, hiring execution and hiring inequality. And really we're leading with that because we do believe that is genuinely the challenges, you know, organizations yep. face, face at the moment. So that's probably the external reason why hiring enablement has come around. Mm -hmm. I think then the internal reason to solution is driven on, on why it makes sense is twofold. Is one, um, we, 
introduced sales enablement into our organisation about 12, 14 months ago. And sales enablement is a well-known sales strategy, you know, that really does empower sales teams and sales processes to be more effective. And also, um, three years ago, we launched RPI as the internal kind of how and, and methodology. Mm. And, and when we look at it, you know, I, I as much, and I'll talk about RPI later and, and the kind of differences, but for me, I could see the value in sales enablement as a as a solution, as a strategy. And, and actually, when you start to then look at the hiring process to the sales process, now, no one, it's, you know, no recruiter, no TA leader wants to be called a salesperson. And I'm well aware of that, right? But yeah. if you take a step back, there's a lot of similarities in the process. I mean, if you look at the top of the funnel, in both sales and recruitment and in and, and attracting talent, you need to create the right awareness. You need talent to understand how your organization stands out from other organizations. You need to then create the right interest and desire. You need to then create the right commitment in the sales process and in the hiring process, and then ultimately be able to, you know, get that candidate to the process of, or the point of, you know, accepting an offer or, or being part of an organization. So, you know, as much as I would never want to be branded as a salesperson, when you actually take a step back, the sales process does have a lot of parallels to, you know, the, the hiring process. So when we started to look and say, okay, you know, why is sales enablement as a strategy being so, so effective? And, and what can we do to make hiring enablement be equally effective? Now, I think that for me, you know, there's been, there's a lot of talk out there on recruiter enablement, recruiting enablement, which is absolutely valid. There is no doubt there is a huge place for making recruiters individually more effective. Mm -hmm. I think from our perspective, we want to take that a level up. We want to be really looking holistically across the hiring process and also making sure that at the end of the day, our role is still to deliver roles for customers, right? So, you know, that is our, you know, main objective, but through hiring enablement, it's also making sure that our hiring teams that we support ultimately, you know, feel feel more enabled. And, and that really is, you know, been the, the main rationale of, of why we think, you know, hiring enablement is a good strategy to now, to now move forward. Interesting. It's funny what you're saying about um, recruiters being like salespeople, because like I see a lot, of, I'm obviously in marketing and I see a lot of similarities between that as well. It's crafting your message and knowing your audience. And, and I guess that's what you're talking about with hiring enablement is helping people to know what good looks like um, in terms of that. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've got a couple other points because it's as important to flag. I mean, when we talk about hiring enablement, it's not a technology, right? Yeah. And, and it's really important to say that hiring enablement is a hiring strategy that makes you more efficient and effective, you know, through, through the hiring process. So it's really how does your team use that strategy to ultimately deliver, you know, more hires and, and better hires to, to the client. So yeah, no, really, really excited and, and, you know, keen to, keen to see where we could take it. Absolutely. And how, how have like clients or, you know, our, our audience, how have they reacted to the idea of hiring enablement? Has it been a, a positive reception or? I think, I think, I mean, I think the answer is yes. I think for those who are in commercial facing roles, they're probably already aware of the, the kind of terminology around sales enablement yeah, or revenue course. enablement or whatever. But I think the, the majority of feedback I've received is this starts to change the conversation, right? Because for me, I am really passionate about adding value to our customers. 
I want our customers to be in a better place after they've worked with solutions driven than they were before. And, and I think hiring enablement as a strategy really starts to make them feel not only are they, you know, not only are we delivering for them, but we're adding value. So I think it's really started to change the conversations that we're having with customers, make them actually see that as a partner, we can influence and enable, you know, them more, but not take away from the fact that we are ultimately there to deliver hires. So, you know, we're, we're not changing who we are overnight. We're just changing the messaging and the conversations that we're, have, that we're having to be much more focused on how do we enable the client to be, you know, more effective at hiring. Because I think, you know, I think it may be said at the start of this, Claire, I think every client, maybe maybe a few that don't, but every client, I think, underestimate how much hiring has changed in the last three or four years. I think a lot of hiring managers don't even realise how much hiring has changed. So for me, getting getting you know views and and insights and value add around that hiring process to an audience who I think you know will absolutely embrace it is is important. That's that's funny. I think you was you and I had a call this week with a client who was talking about data and insights and salary benchmarking. I think it was, and she'd said that you know yeah she uses salary benchmarking tools, but actually none of them none of them fully cover what she's looking for. And by the time she actually gets that data, that data is 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 completely out of date because hiring is changing so fast that not only can the you know the intelligence that's out there on the market the kind of high street intelligence that can't keep up so then therefore hiring managers actually can't keep up with what's happening in the market as well so yeah it makes total, total sense totally agree and i mean just on that you know if, if you look at it linking it back to sales enablement for a second the way that a successful salesperson sold two or three years ago is different to what they need to do now Absolutely. right so so the philosophy around sales enablement is it will always evolve it will always change it will change depending on you know what success looks like in that function, and exactly the same is true for hiring enablement. I have got no doubt that what we are saying just now makes success in a hiring process will be slightly different to what we're saying in two or three years, maybe even a year. So I think it's really important that our clients know that this isn't a defined way of working. This is a, an evolution. This is something that will be you know changing to support their needs. But really, we want to be a business that. And at the front end of what's happening in the in the talent space, you know, how do we really make sure that our hiring teams feel empowered and enabled? You know, but ultimately, we don't get credibility, you know, unless we deliver the the, the hires that the client needs. Yep, it's all about delivering, isn't it? And uh, absolutely, and and I think just my my last point then was really around you know linking it back to to RPI. Um, so for those that followed us for, for a couple of years. We've talked a lot about recruitment process intelligence and we're not losing that. I mean that really is our internal methodology. So this this move to hiring enablement and the focus on that is, is much more of a, an evolution, you know, in, in terms of our in terms of our thinking. Um, but really we were clear as we started to look at our own positioning and, and what our customers need. RPI is very much the how we do things. So that's really just the internal how do we deliver to our customers. But hiring enablement is much more around what we do and the problems that I talked about earlier is really why we're doing it because we want to solve you know those three those three those three problems that's really our, our main objective fantastic well Gavin this all sounds 
I think I said before, it sounds super exciting. It sounds like it's going to change recruitment. Um, it's definitely going to change, you know, how our team hire and how they interact with clients. So um, I, know, I know we're all very much looking forward to uh, seeing how this looks um, in future. So really appreciate you coming on today and telling me all about it. No, I'm delighted to, Claire. I mean, I think we're, we're all internally really excited about this. You know, I think it makes... Sometimes when you when you you kind of land on something that is is makes a lot of sense, you sometimes question, well, it can't be that easy, or you know there must be a there must be a kind of yeah. you know something we're missing. But you know as soon as the internal team really started to to look at this over the last three or four months, but even wider, just the last fourteen fifteen months thinking about it, I think it makes a whole lot of sense. And I think what's really confirmed that in my mind is the last couple of months speaking to clients and getting their feedback, and I, and I do think that. Positioning ourselves as an organisation that supports clients with this, you know, is, is is powerful. So we look forward to to supporting clients in future. Definitely. And anyone who wants to find out more about hiring enablement, what we're doing, how how we're doing it, if you want to talk to any of the team, just go on our website, solutionsdriven.com, um, and all the information is is on there. Thanks for your time, Claire. Thanks, Gavin. Bye bye.